Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. What do you think is the first thing that people need to know in order to start becoming a good networker? Okay, the first thing is actually just get over yourself. I love it. Oh, yeah. it's so important. Get <laughs> yeah. over yourself, right? Just get over yourself because we are we are hypercritical of ourselves and we see every little thing of ourselves that most people don't see. Hey, mamacita, welcome to the Mamas con Ganas podcast. That's mamas as in, hey, mama, y te traemos episodios para que tengas las ganas de motivarte, surgir y triunfar. Don't be a mama con drama. Let's be mamas con ganas. I'm your host, Valentina Izara. On this episode of our podcast, I'm interviewing Cata Balsano, journalist, content creator, writer, you name it, a woman of many, many trades. How are you, Cata? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you. We Thank you for coming. Cata's joining us all the way from London. That's right. Yes. And she's going to talk to us today about how to become a queen networker. So I think networking is one of the most important things. You and I discussed it. It's one of the most important things to building a business. And I think a lot of times we're scared to network. We don't know how to do it properly. We don't want to come across as, um, how do I say, as aggressive or, yeah, or we're fearful of actually letting people know the amazing things that we can do. So that's why I brought Gata on the show to teach us how to do this. So if you have a business of your own, or if you know that you're missing some networking skills, this is the episode for you. But before we get into that topic, Gata, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you grew up, and how you ended up in London. Okay, well, um, as you said, I'm a, I'm a journalist. I uh, went to Florida International University. Um, I, yeah, I'm from Florida girl. I'm from Coral Springs originally, but, um, life brought me back to Miami when I was 20 years old after spending four years in Colombia, cause I'm half Colombian and half Italian. So I did high school in Colombia. Then I went to New York for two years, studied theater arts, and that was where I bumped into communications and, um, continued on a career in journalism and graduated from FIU in 2017. We have a lot of stuff in common. Like I have to stop. I went to, yeah, <laughs> I, I went to um, FIU as well. And okay. you said you did theater arts? I did theater arts in uh, New York. In and New then York, FIU, yes. And then I did the School of Communications and Journalism. Yeah, I did that too in, in FIU. And I'm also like trilingual like you are, except you speak awesome. Italian. And yes, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so great. So um, yeah, I uh, graduated in 2017. I was already working at the Miami Herald for a year and a half before that. After the Herald, I escalated on to other things. I started working as a TV presenter with America TV. And um, since my dad is Italian and I have the passport, I just always thought that I would want to live abroad at some point and that I wanted to take advantage of the fact that I could and I wouldn't have visa issues or have to go with a master's because a lot of people get take do the master's in order to be able to live um, 
in Europe or wherever else, you know, the study abroad, but I didn't really need to go through that whole process. I just had the passport. What a blessing. Yeah, truly. Yeah. And, um, London just really caught my attention. Um, cause I'm very intensive in what fashion journal in fashion journalism and entertainment and, um, central St. Martin's and the university of the arts of London are here. Um, obviously London and, um, yeah, I enrolled in a program for fashion journalism. So I did a specialized course and, um, in, it, that was like winter, w- winter, spring of 2018. And then I decided I just, I'd leave my job as a TV host in, in the U.S. and just spend an indefinite amount of time here in, in the U.K. where I'd be just working remotely. So this whole working remotely thing has been something that I've already been doing for over two years. So it hasn't really come newly to me at all. And um, yeah, here I am. And I, I really, really love the city. And I travel back and forth a whole lot because I work with other media outlets that hire me sometimes to cover events in the U.S. I was there for the Super Bowl. Um, nice. I got caught in quarantine for five months in Miami after that. But um, but yeah, that's that's what I do. I, I travel and I, I write for various outlets and I report. So tell me, you know, now we're going to our subject of networking. How did you learn how to be such a good networker? So um, I think it's two things. One, just my personality, because I'm an only child and I kind of always had to kind of do things for myself. So I, I just, I have one of those behaviors or one of those personalities where I just go and do it for myself because then nobody was really going to do it for me. And then B, I had parents that were very hands-on with me and, you know, they provided me with an education and everything that I ever wanted, I would just say it and they would give it to me. However, my parents were really connected in my industry, which was journalism and entertainment. So like, even though they gave me the canvas and the paintbrush and everything, um, perhaps they didn't really know how to teach me how to paint. I had to kind of teach myself. That's always like an, like a hyperbole that I use. Um, and, uh, so that was kind of like what I did. I, ever since I started in this industry, I just had a very clear understanding that it's very competitive and, um, that I had to just, you know, go for it and, and meet the people for myself and, and just build those tools myself. Uh, mind you, I do read a lot of books on personalities and, uh, how to approach people. And I have taken courses in school, uh, I took a business course. I've, I have taken small courses that have also given me tools on things such like how to create an elevator speech or things like that that end up being extremely helpful. Um, but most most of the stuff I've just, I've done myself. Yeah, and I, w- I will say though that you could take many classes because I know that I've taken classes, but networking is a whole other animal. I mean, you can sort of know how to do something conceptually, but from, com- from concept to execution, it's a very different thing let's go like step a like somebody what do you think is the first thing that people need to know in order to start becoming a good networker okay the first thing is actually just get over yourself I love it oh it's so important get (laughs) over yourself right get over yourself because we are we are hypercritical of ourselves and we see every little thing of ourselves that most people don't see and especially not when they just met us or when we're networking, they see only what you're showing them just physically and your body language, but also, you know, the the few things that you're saying, you have very little time. You can't sit there and talk for an hour and a half, talk someone's ear off because you're going to turn them off. So the first, first thing that I say is just get over yourself. Like people aren't going to look at every little thing about you. Some people worry about their physical appearance. Oh, he's going to think I'm too this or too that or their voice or their accent. So many people don't say anything because they have an accent. They're like intimidated by what are they going to think? Because 
I don't, because of my broken English or my broken Spanish or whatever. And um, I've never let any of that stop me. It's like, you, you take me the way I am. Like, so that's always been my thing. Just get over yourself. Like, just do it. You know, just- that's a lot of mindset work, I think, you yeah. know, um, and I think also practice, right? Because like, the first time you're going to be really nervous about approaching anybody, but it's like a, a skill that requires practice, just like anything. And it, I think we also have to mentally get over ourselves every single time. And, and practice in the mirror. Oh my God. I practice in the mirror all the time. All the time. I love I that. Yeah. I practice in the mirror all the time. I talk to myself out loud all the time. I pitch myself out loud all the time. Like I'll be working and I'll be saying things just to hear how my voice sounds, just to hear how I sound when I'm saying hello, just to, I look at myself in the mirror just to see what, like what I look like, you know, cause you want to be confident. Yes. You and want it, to come off as, as someone who, who, you know, who knows exactly what they're saying. It's, it's, it needs to be a very much like, I'm not going to waste your time too much. I just wanted to introduce myself and, uh, X, Y, and Z. So I think- Yeah, it needs to be rehearsed, like you said. And I think, you know, for us who are journalists, communicators, we realize that it's not silly when we're rehearsing to ourselves, like you said, when we're, like I do that in the car as well. I'll be in the car and I'll be talking out loud and you sort of have to get over yourself over the fact that maybe you look silly, but in reality, you are rehearsing for what's coming. And the good thing about rehearsing but on your own is that you make the mistakes on your own, but then it becomes sort of like ingrained in your brain, what you're going to say. And so when you are going to actually do it, although you might have the nerves, you said it so many times that it's almost like your physical memory also takes, mm -hmm, it, it, it works for you. Like because of the fact that you've said it repeatedly over to yourself. So I think that's a great tip, you know, talk to yourself, networking in the mirror, and don't be, you know, you're, you're there by yourself in your bathroom. And if somebody in your house hears you, like my son, he hears me do even rehearsing when I do plays and stuff. I'm always talking to myself. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I have, I, I live with people and they know, they know I'll be in the kitchen. I'll be talking. They walk in there. I'll be like, oh, hey, I was just, you know, mumbling off to myself all the time. I mean, I feel like that's one of those things where it's the elephant in the room where no, people don't like to admit that they talk to themselves. I talk to myself all the time and I'm not worried about what anyone thinks or how anyone feels about the fact that I, I need to hear myself. I need to hear how I sound in Spanish and English and town. However I'm talking, I need to hear myself. Yes, because the more you do it, the better you get at it. Before I forget, I wanted to let you know that I have a free gift for all my listeners. It's a free abundance guided meditation that I created especially for you. It's the meditation that I use on a daily basis. It will help you bust through money blocks to realign with receiving what you want. There's a lot of power in giving yourself positive suggestions to develop an abundance mindset. And also there's power in visualizing a compelling future so that you can create new momentum in the direction that you wish your life to go. So if you want to attract more abundance in your life, go to mamasconganas.com forward slash abundant. Now you mentioned something really, really interesting as well, which is when you network, you don't have, like you said, an hour and a half to let the person know this is where I come from, this is what I did, this is what I study. You mentioned the elevator pitch. Now for those of, for those of us who don't know what an elevator pitch is, I know what it is because for the mamacitas listening who are like, what is an elevator pitch? Can you tell them the concept? It's basically, it's, it's kind of like the name of what it is. So it's you, when you're in an elevator, you only have less than a minute to uh, tell someone else if you were to meet the, if you, if you were, if I were to meet Oprah, what would I tell her in less than a minute? 
that's kind of like what it is. What, what would you say? So it needs to be like the key things about like who you are, what you do and why you want to meet this person or why you want to connect with this person far beyond the elevator before you hand them your business card or before they hand you theirs. Cause sometimes people are really impressed and they're like, by the way, here's my card before you even say it. So, um, that's what an elevator speech is. It's, it's a very, very brief description of, uh, what it is that you do and just who you are in general. Yes. Um, And it's very succinct, right? It's like Like a sales sales pitch selling yourself. And that elevator pitch that takes work. Like for, you might be thinking, oh, it's like a minute. No, no, no. It, the, actually, I've realized in writing that many times, the shorter you have to reduce something to, the more difficult it actually is because you actually have to get right to the grain. Right, right. So you, yeah, I, we, you know, um, got, you know, got this, like saying this to you ladies, I, I would write it down. Like start practicing that elevator pitch. What in within a minute? And then you might think that you wrote something down that's a minute. Usually it's like 10 minutes what we write. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think something else that's very, very important to, to keep in mind, maybe it comes with a question that you're asking me, but I feel it's, it's important to say now is that you're actually, every day you're networking a little bit, you know, because every mm-hmm. day you're talking to people. Um, I know in Miami it's a little more difficult because we drive, we drive and we're not on the street as much, but for example, in a metropolitan city, like the one I live in where you're on the tube and you know, you're standing in, in the bus stop and waiting and there's a few people, a few people, or even when you're having a conversation at the shop, when someone is uh, scanning your groceries, you're, you're still talking. So I've always thought of networking. I've always, I divide it into two. There's direct networking and indirect networking. So um, direct networking is when you're going to an event where you actually know you're meeting people that are going to be useful to you. So it can be either a networking event, because I know people pay to go to events that have to do with their industry to meet industry to meet people, or there's events such as, I don't know, the Super Bowl, which I was telling you about. I covered it. I'm not, I'm not a sports journalist. I'm not uh, trying to become the owner of an NFL team. However, I'm going there not just to cover, but also to network and to meet all these people and to create a network around sports. Um, so that's, that's direct networking when you're going to an event and you know you're going to meet people. Then there's the indirect networking, which is if, you're, if, if you get on the bus or if you get on the train, wherever it is that you are in the world, because maybe you're on vacation, maybe you're just on holiday, and you, tend, and you meet someone and you're just talking to them, that's, that's networking right there. Because if you're on a three-hour plane ride with someone, you end up talking about everything. Oh, yeah, and I covered this and I covered that. I've had instances where like I once sat on a plane with someone and you said I look very young. So when I tell people what I do, people are like, wait, but how, like, how old are you? What are you like 15? And you've done all this. So it's, it's this like thing, but I once sat with a guy and he ended up being this guy that worked with like Fernando Botero and like this, like, yeah, like really, really interesting arts guy. So it ended up being a really great three hour long conversation throughout the three hours. He never told me what he did, but in the end, he's like, Hey, by the way, I work with Fernando Botero. I've written this book and this book and that book and this and that, like, I would love to stay in touch. And then I was working with a newspaper in, in Miami. So it ended up being like a really, really great connect. Yes. So you are sometimes are indirectly networking. Exactly. So you just need to have set like what exactly it is, 
it is that you do and, and that, that speech. And obviously the elevator speech isn't something that you use as much when you're indirectly networking because when you're indirectly networking, you have the time to explain to someone because people are like, really? And what does your job consist of? And then you're like, you know, you're to ten, a 10 hour, a 10 minute bus ride or a 15 minute bus ride. You're explaining to someone, well, this is what I do. So I do this and this and that. Can't really do that in a direct networking circumstance where that's where the elevator pitch comes in. Absolutely. And how, let's say that you are in an event and you go for direct networking and you scout somebody out like across in a bar, having a conversation. How do you like, cause you know, you only, you're going to have, you know, it might, you might have a half an hour and then that person just leaves, you know, how do you maneuver yourself to make it so that you're not maybe interrupting or coming across as rude or so that you're coming in genuinely as Hey, I want to introduce myself and I and I kind of want to tell you a little bit about myself. Yeah, I mean, I think that before before that because I I think networking also in those circumstances gives gives people a bit of anxiety because I think that people see that one person that they really want to meet, that CEO or that celebrity whatever it is, no judgment here on on who you would really like to meet, but maybe sometimes people feel like it's it's the last time. So if that really wasn't the opportunity or if you really weren't able to, it just it wasn't it wasn't that time. It wasn't that opportunity. Perhaps you'll have another one. But if you really do have the person there, um, I honestly I just butt in. I I I don't just like step in and say, hey, by the way, I'm I'm so sorry. Pardon me. Hi, I'm Katarina. No, yeah. <laughs> No, but I do kind of, uh, I, I, I keep the person in my radar. I stand near them or something and I'm like having a conversation. And if I'm having a conversation with like a friend or something, I'll, I'll be commenting. I'll be like, I'm just waiting for X, Y, and Z to see if they like, if they stop talking to this person that they're talking to. So I can just like go in there and introduce myself or maybe like wait for the person to like go, go grab a bite. If they're like going to like the food area or to, or to order that one drink and then you go. And honestly, like I said, just get over yourself and just like go up to them and say, Hey, this is usually like what I say. I say, pardon me. Um, I just really wanted to quickly introduce myself. I'm Katerina. Um, I'm a journalist and, uh, I've, I, I really look up to your work. Usually it's people that you look up to, right? So like you should say like, I, I was reading your book and I really enjoyed it or this and this and that. And I just really wanted to uh, interview you for my podcast. I think would be really, really interesting. My podcast focuses on empowering um, young men and young women and X and Y ages. And uh, your book really, really fits into my demographic. So I don't know what your thoughts are on it. And then like somebody will say like, oh, that's so interesting. And, and what's the name of the podcast? And then you'll say like, mamas con ganas. And then the mamas con ganas oh well that's re that's really cool and and where you, where do you shoot it and it's like oh well I, right now with quarantine and stuff like I shoot it I started shooting it at my house and just recently you know we opened a, a studio in Winwood and uh, that's where I'd probably be inter interviewing you from um and and then that's it like it'll it that's go it. on the person's really kind and they'll just be like oh that's amazing you know my wife has a studio in Winwood as well and da 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 da, da. or they'll be like oh okay that's great well, thank you so much. And then like, you should just have your card on you and try and get their card. That's a piece of advice that a really yes. good friend of mine gave me. Uh, he works in financial advising. He's like, cat always, always get their card. So if, if you have your card on you, you just, you give them your card and you say, would you mind if I, if I take yours and then, you know, they'll probably pull their card out and say, sure, sure thing. Here you are. And that's it. it. And then yes. a few days later, follow up with an email. There you go. I was going to ask you, then what do you do? A couple of days later, you follow up with an email and you're like, hey, you know, nice to meet How, what would you say? With an email or with LinkedIn. Ah, so now we're going into like social media and the tools that oh we God. have available. Social media is 
my life when it comes to networking because it makes my life so much easier. Usually when I walk up to people, they've already seen me on social. So I've already connected with them. And that's how I've built business relationships. That's how I've landed jobs with major networks. That is how social media, like I add people on LinkedIn, like it's my job. Oh, you add people, I'm going to ask you, like, even if you don't know them, you'll look them up and then you'll add them because yeah, they have the ability or the capability to either add you or not. I add people on LinkedIn like it's my job, like I'm getting paid for it every day. You know, it's, it's almost like we have more of an opportunity nowadays to get closer to the people that we want through the social media. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's how I've, I would say I've cultivated 50 to 60% of my network first through social media. First, we meet through social media. Sometimes we interact through social media and sometimes we don't up until we meet but best believe that if we interact on social media and I see you at an event, I'm going to walk up to you. That's great. And how do you keep in touch with these people then later on? Because, you know, sometimes you start a relationship where you talk to that person or you might build a, a little bit of a rapport. But yeah. then if too much time elapses, then you sort of lose contact with them. Is there like a, something that you do in order to be able to keep that relationship? Like they say, you know, there's like those cold relationships, warm, and then there's those hot leads. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you're, when you are networking with people, you're not building like a friendship. Friendships are born from networking all the time, but you're not building a friendship. You're genuinely building a business relationship. Mm. So you're already the first, the first time you're already interacting with that person, you're kind of like explaining to them, I have, I bring value to you. This is what I can do for you. And you bring value to me. Plus I look up to you. This is what you can do for me. Let's connect. So when it comes to that, I don't think people should put so much heart into like, Oh, let me email this person here and there to keep in touch. Like the connection is still there. And if you're on socials, you're probably keeping in touch in touch with them regarding, I don't know, what they did for Christmas and like things that we post on social media because we post things all the time on social media. So I love um, the fact that you mentioned like the value that you add. You spoke about value because I think one of the things that will help our mamacitas get over themselves is to realize that when you're actually going to get a connection, you have something to bring to the table. The minute, yes, we all do. The minute you forget your value, is the minute you're thinking that they're only doing you a favor when in reality, it's always a mutual, like a, a mutual, how do you say? Um, it's, you're elevating each other mutually. That's what I mean. And I think that's the puzzle that people have to figure out. And that's why getting over yourself is so important because it really is about sitting down and looking through and saying, okay, this is what I do. This is what I bring to the table. This is what other people bring to the table for me to elevate me as well. So this is how I'm going to construct my strategy in order to come to people and talk to them. So when, once you connect with people online, like I've connected with people on like Instagram and then on like LinkedIn, and then I'll see them at an event like three or four months later. And you don't need the elevator pitch. They already know what you do. Best believe they already know what you do. We're all, we're all stalking each other. Like that's the other one. We're all stalking each other. So so yeah, you don't have to, Hey, I'm Katerina. I'm a journalist. That's for people that really might not know who you are, but if people know who you are, you're just friendly. You go up to them. Hey, so nice to meet you in person. Um, or I mean, if I know that the person really does know me because we've interacted so nice to actually meet you in person, I'll probably give them a hug or I'll shake their hands. Depends a little bit on the, on the tact and on how they are. 
uh, with other people, I am a little bit more like, Hey, we've been, you know, we've, we followed each other on Instagram for a while. It's so good to meet you in person. What are you doing here? Blah, 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 blah. Or like, if I know they actually have something to do with the event, I'll be like, this looks really great. Like, uh, and then like, they'll probably go into explaining. Cause we, people like to talk about what the work they've done. So they'll be like, thanks. We have the lighting installed and da da da. And it took us forever. And I was here last night till like 3am and I've had like two hours of sleep and you're like, Oh God, that's crazy. But here you are, you know? So it, it just needs to be a natural, a, a natural, natural thing, a natural thing. And also don't, don't let anxiety get the best of you because you feel like you're not going to be natural. Just, just be it. Just, just let it, let it ride. Just be yourself and let it ride. That's right. That's right. It's kind of like, enjoy the conversation. Like yeah. the minute you start enjoying the conversation with the other person, you're not really worried about what you're saying. You start mm -hmm. being your authentic self. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. what about for those moments where you feel like, oh my gosh, you've been shot down? Like, <laughs> you know, talking about like where you come and that person, you, it, it feels like there is no receptivity whatsoever. It's just like a wall. It happens. Oh my God, it happens. It happens. And uh, I would say that sometimes networking isn't even a fully about getting that person's business card and actually establishing that yes right away because sometimes the no's happen and there's egos involved in every industry. Let's not be like, oh, entertainment. No, no, no. There's egos in every industry. Everyone thinks they're cool and everyone thinks they're better than everyone else. Um, so I would say the worst that can happen is that person already knows who you are. That's the worst. That That's the worst that can happen. Already knows, they already know who you are. And I... Like I said, once you get over yourself, you don't have that thing of like, oh, he shot me down. So I'm never going to reach out again or yeah. no, no. Cause you never know when a few weeks from now you get invited to a dinner and that person is there and you're not going to be rude. You're going to say, oh, uh, we, inter nice to meet you. We interacted a few weeks ago at that, at that, uh, business lunch thing. So nice to see you again. Yeah, and, and we don't know. Then they'll be more receptive. Yes. Yeah. And we don't know what's going through them at that moment. Sometimes we make assumptions Oh yeah, yeah about yeah, yeah, people yeah. when it's really not even about us, you know? For sure. For sure. Like, we, you need to be less attached to the result of what it is. Cause the la the, you already did your part. Your part is going up to that person, talking to them. And that's already a plus on you. Cause it's you one more time, you know, shooting your shot, listening to yourself, talk, actually doing it in action like I said, worst case scenario, they say, get out of my face. They still know who you are. They still, like, you still interacted with them. Worst case scenario. Best case scenario, they say, oh my God, that idea is amazing. Or, oh, I've seen your show. That's so cool. I'd love to be on your show. And then that's like, you know, but people are people. We're humans and the human condition and like people's moods are different. Um, people's egos sometimes, you know, and some yeah. people just aren't nice. Some people just aren't nice. I think what you said is important. Instead of asking yourself, what's the worst that could happen? Ask yourself, what's the best that could happen from this relationship? And apart from that, like I always say, lo que está para ti, nadie te lo quita. Totally. So if it's for you, it's meant to be, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen. And if you are kind and you show how you bring value to another person, I mean, it, the energy is going to come right back at you. Absolutely. And it's Absolutely. perseverance too, you know, who can like, I don't know, as an actor, I got kind of used to getting like so many no's that now it's like, okay. I get no's all the time for job offers. I'm, I'm a freelancer. So I don't, 
go, I don't go through one uh, job interview or three job interviews and then you got the job and then that's it. You don't have to, you don't have to do, no, I'm continuously reaching out to new editors. Some reply, some don't reply. Some are really rude. Some are really, really nice. For the rude ones, I stroke the ego a bit and they end up being really nice afterwards. Some people want to feel, you know, they want to feel validated. We're humans. We're humans. What's so important is that you're a great human, you know, the, that anyone who reaches out to you, you're cool and you're, you're, you know, you're approachable. And that's what I always tell myself. If anyone ever comes up to me at events, I'm like all about it because I've been in the other side and it, 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 it is like nerve wracking and I'm, I'm super cool. I'm like, Hey, this is awesome. Like, thanks for following me. I'll follow you back now yes. da, 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 or whatever. Being so, a good human is so important. And you, cause you know, it's interesting because life La, la vida tiene vueltas. Like life brings you some things and you never know. Like you have to be nice to people always like on your way up. Cause you never know when you're on your, be on your way down. Like you have to stay, it's as long as you stay true to who you are, regardless of how others react to you, then I think life goes, life will treat you well. Okay. This is awesome. I think you gave a lot of good advice. I think, you know, getting over our fears. Okay. Let's go and talk about fears a little bit. Cause I know you said, just get over yourself, but how does Kata also like for maybe somebody who's like, okay, well, I know I, I feel like I'm over by myself, but I'm still like fearful. Like, what do you do to overcome that fear? I mean, I, I don't really overcome it. Um, you fear, you feel it and you just do it. You feel it and you do it. I mean, that's me. That's just me. I know some people just don't, they don't. Listen, I would rather do something and understand the result than sit at home afterward and be like, what would have happened if I would have done it? I'd rather just like go for it and not let that fear get in the way of the absolute outcome and the response of the, the response of what happened when I went for it than like sitting in doubt. And that's why I'm in London. That's why I was in New York for two years. That's why I just like, I either pick up and go if I want to go somewhere or things like that. It's because I don't want to ever, I don't want to be 80 and then be like, I wonder what would have happened if I would have, you know, quit that job that I hated so much and like moved to Vietnam. It's like, no, if you want to go to Vietnam, you pick up and you go to Vietnam and you figure it out. Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with not analyzing so much because sometimes we can be our worst enemy and we talk our yeah. way out of everything. Yeah. Like if we analyze and we sit there, but then and then and then and then and then you just you it's like a circle. You keep going around and around in circles and then you never take action. Right, so that's, right. that's beautiful. Thank you, Kata. I'm gonna I'm gonna be putting her tips on networking on mamasconganas.com forward slash forty six. I want to know what you mamacitas got from this episode. If you're going to become that queen networker, get out of your own way and just do it. Like go after your dreams. Yeah. If people have any questions, always feel free to reach out. I always reply. Always, always reply. Tell them please where they can follow you. And um, I know you have a blog as well. So tell them all about the yeah. stuff that you're doing. So all my handles are at Gatavalsano. I have my, uh, just my regular website, which is www.catavalsano.com. That's where all my articles go up and all the latest news on company-wise, what I do. And then I do have my personal blog, which is www.withlovegata.com. And in With Love Gata, I just get a little bit more personal and I talk about these things. I do have a career section where I talk about why internships are so important, why you should just go for it, um, and just different things like that. And I actually interview interesting characters and interesting people within various industries that just, you know, they're admirable and they just go for it as well. Amazing. And by the way, Kata is with a C and Balsano is with a Z, a Z the way they with say in London. Z. Yeah. <laughs> it's with a B like boy and a Z. 
Yes, exactly. Thank you, Kata, once again for, oh for joining us on the podcast. And uh, I can't wait to see what the mamacitas have to say because we need to work. <laughs> we need to network, girls. Network, network. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Un besito. Mwah. All right. Mwah. Hey, it's Valentina. Espero te gustó este episodio de nuestro podcast. If you liked it or if any of our content has inspired you in any way, I'd be ever so grateful if you showed some amorcito by reviewing us on iTunes or wherever you listen to us. Every single review will help us reach more mamacitas so they can live their life con muchas ganas. It's because of you, our listeners, that we're able to create contenido para otras Latinas. Un millón de gracias por suscribirte, escuchar y compartir nuestro podcast. Si tienen preguntas, comentarios y más, pueden visitar nuestra página web mamasconganas.com or follow us on social media at mamasconganas. You can also write me directly at info at mamasconganas.com. Hasta la próxima. Es Valentina recordándote, don't be a mama con drama. Mm -mm. Let's be mamas con ganas. Besitos.